title of the message tonight, Adversity and Life. Father, we thank you. I thank you for the word that you dropped in my heart, and I thank you, Lord, that you're going to give me exactly what I need to say. I thank you that our ears are going to be open tonight to, to a topic that uh, deals is everyday life for a lot of us, Father. We just deal with adversity uh, in every form and shape, and we thank you that you have got the answer to that. You've got the answer to everything, Father, and we trust in you, and we thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Ta the adversity, an event or series of events which oppose success or desire. Another, another uh, definition, something that stops forward motion. So many of us have got a direction for our life, and so many of us have got a direction for our, you know, we get up and we've got plans. I was talking to Jenny today, and she said that she has learned to have her little list of things she's going to do, and she always looks at them and goes, I won't get to all of these. Because there's always ministry or adversity that, that gets in the way. And for so many of us, it's how do we handle that adversity? How do we handle that that's trying to stop us and get where we're going? We've got a plan for the day. We've got a plan for the future. We've got a plan for our marriage. We've got a plan for our schooling. We've got a plan. But what happens, the enemy always tries to stop it, always tries to block it, always tries to get us discouraged. Uh, you know, you can, either, you can either be at a place of, of success in your adversity or you can be at a place where it'll just devastate you. And it'll ruin everything else that's beyond that. So many people get one thing that hit them and then that's it, they're done forever. And they spend all their time on that one thing where that's the idea of adversity. Uh, the only thing with adversity is, listen to what it says in Ecclesiastes 7.13. It says, except the, way of, except the way God does things, for who can make straight that which he makes crooked? You say, well, wait a minute. Is God in adversity? God's in everything, folks. No, no sighs, no moans, no. He is. He, he already knows tomorrow, and he already knows, and he doesn't. He doesn't cause destruction. He doesn't cause the adversities, but he uses what we live in. He uses the things that's going on to grow us up and to bring other things that's in our life. So I've got, I've got things wrote down as far as what I think we can do to help our adversity. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, My strength is made perfect in weakness. Well, we know when adversity, we need, we need help. We're running into a situation of what we do. You know, right now, uh, with the government, uh, it's, it's sometimes it's just so discouraging of what you see going on and, and all the situations and circumstances and the lies, and, and you get to where you don't even... That's, that's adversity in life. That's adversity of, of you know, why you, you think, well, why go vote? Because they're going to lie their way through it anyway, and, uh, and are they even telling the truth? So those, the adversity of our lives are things that we've got to deal with, but we can only do it with his strength because the Bible tells us that when we're weak, he is strong. Well, if we believe that, then we've got to change the way we look at adversity no matter what goes on in our life. You know, God's got a plan. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There's no place else that you can get rest but in him. 
And when we recognize, when you run into something that's, that's stopping the flow of what you feel like you've got planned in your life, what God's got planned in your life, then we've got to look at that and we've got to have confidence and faith that he's going to take care of us, that he's going to move that way. Well, I've got a few things wrote down that I think we should do. Number one, we should always be in that, that place of prayer because he says you'll not have anything without asking. Also, in that area of prayer, I, I have found in my life the first thing that I do, now I know I have authority in the name of Jesus. And there are a lot of things I've seen in my life that when I have bound the activity up, it, it comes to a halt. Not as many times as you want, but it does work. So the first thing I would do, if you want to write it down, it, you bind the adversary, you bind the demonic forces that's causing the adversity in your life, and then if you see that starting to change and you get peace over that, then it's been taken care of. But what do we do when it doesn't change? And that's a lot of times. A lot of times things are going on that we have no control of and that, that adversity, that thing you're facing that's stopping the direction you want to go, what do you do with it? Well, what do you do with it is the first thing I do, and I find this in Scripture, the first thing I do is turn my finger around and say, am I causing this? That person's mad at me. That's an adversity in my life. It, did I say something wrong? What can I do? To, can I adjust? Is there fault in what I did? Is there fault in the way I acted? And I'm not doing that to a place of pulling condemnation on myself, but I want to grow up. And we are so blinded in our lives in what we do. We hurt people and don't even know we hurt people. But if you ask the Holy Spirit, where did I fall? Did I fall short here? Did I make the mistake in this situation? Was there a misunderstanding that I caused? Then you can stop the adversity many times by that right there. Because you start looking at things differently. You can say, well, you know, maybe they, in the midst of that, you, you think maybe they just had a bad day or, or that situation really doesn't affect me or I can't change that situation. When you find out that you did it, then you fix it. If you find out you didn't do it, then what do you do? Then you have to just say, okay, God, I am weak. You are strong. Help me walk through this and help me, help me get on the other side and give me wisdom on what to do. Give me wisdom on what to say. Bring me to that place where this mess I made, the door will be open for it to straighten up. But I always thought, I always thought to myself, if I, go back and, if I go back and check me first, because we always, the first thing we tend to do when we have adversity is point blame. And the government. The governor. We could just go on. I mean, uh, I, I get tickled that the they tell me I haven't seen it, but the, the gas pumps, there's a little finger that says, I did this, and it has Prisker, Prisker's name on it. Well, he, he had them put that on there when he dropped the gas prices by two and a half cents. He didn't know that it was going to go up as much as it did. So his finger pointing at that's not a, not a good thing. But don't we do that? You know, it's his fault. Well, that's not his fault. We, our past three governors have all been put in jail. I mean, he's, he, I didn't say he was good, but that's, I'm not going to point finger. What we need to do for him and for many politicians is spend our time in prayer that the Lord will move on behalf because he is eventually, folks, going to rule and reign. It is going to happen. We know that's going to happen. It's funny how we know, we know partially what's going on, but we know that the scripture says 
that we're going to get raptured out of here. And we know that the scripture says we're going to have one government. We know the scripture says we're going to have one currency. We know that's coming. So why are we so excited about what's going on, really? But see, you've got to get to that place of understanding that God has this and he is going to take care of this. He knows what's going on. But the bottom line is, Philippians 3.10 says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. See, we got to know when we run into something, head first. Now, wait a minute. What are we going to do? Tomorrow, tomorrow is the anniversary of Chris's family being killed. That adversity has been in our life for 13 years now. But God has been big enough to take care of it for us. Well, how did you get through that? I'm telling you just what I'm telling you I did here. God, we, this is out, completely out of our control. This is yours. Has that made it easy? Well, no, we've had very hard times. But yet I know my God, and I know that he's going to do what he's going to do, and I know that he's going to take care of us. And, and I'm seeing, it's crazy to look back now, and I'm just talking about me right now, to look back now and see the growth in my life, in, during Connie's life, the kid's life that had to live through this, Chris's life, it's been amazing and never, ever would have been there without this. You say, well, does that make it right? No, no, I don't make it right. My goodness, folks, look at the scripture, what all the disciples went through. Look at what John went through on, on the island. Look what Paul went through, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Look, look what they went through. Did they deserve any of that? That was adversary. That was the enemy trying to stop what God's got planned. See, God knows everything. In your life. He's not a person. He's God. And he already knows everything. So he knows what needs to be allowed. And he knows what needs to take place. For us to get where we're going to get. He has got our lives. And he's going to take care of it. But we've got to get to the place. Listen to me. We've got to get to the place of knowing. His ways. We've got to get to the place of knowing. That when we're weak. He is strong. We can't just read it and have knowledge of it. We've got to know it. We've got to know when things hit us, it's going to be okay. We've got to know when, when you get diagnosed with something that, that it's still not going to take me out because I'm not going out. I'm born again. I am not going to die. My body may quit, but I'm, I'm going to live eternally. So when you start getting the facts and you start getting the, the revelation of what I'm saying, you, you get to the place where things that happen in your life, this, this adversity that hits you, this adversary that comes after you, these problems that show up. I, I'm working, I'm, I got back in the mode of working on my car that's been on, up on jack stands in the basement for months. And I was working on it last night and all of a sudden you get to this place where you can't do what you want to do and you get your finger pinched and you drop your tools and, and my old days I wanted to just scream. But I just went, okay, the grace is off for right now and I just laid my tools down and I turned off the light and I washed my hands and I went upstairs. There's no sense getting excited by something that's stopping the, I, I was trying, they call them half shafts in my Carvette that you got to get in and I needed four hands and I only had two. I had my foot up there. I had my other foot up. Matter of fact, I'm a little bit sore right here from the twisting and this position I was in. And I tried everything. I just about get it in and then uh, the bearings would fall off. And then I had to stop and fix everything. And that's, to me, that's adversity. 
I know I've got patience, but my patience was getting stretched. So I just, I've learned, okay, I can't do anything about this, obviously. I have to come this way. You know, I did what I just talked about. What am I doing wrong? How can I do it better? Well, I couldn't come up with something. Okay, Lord, you obviously don't want me to get this in. So it's okay. The car's been sitting here for months. It can, I just laid it down lightly so it wouldn't fall apart. And I just wiggled my way out from under the car. I said, okay. I, I didn't lose my peace over it. But there was a time when I would have allowed that adversity to have got me to where I would have been in a bad mood. I would have thrown tools. I would have broke something. But you come to the place, you, you find it does not do us any good what, what, happen, what happens is it starts revealing your foundation. When you blow up, when you can't handle what's going on in your life, when there's things that are just driving you crazy, it makes me recognize, now wait a minute, am I really standing on the rock? Am I really standing on that foundation? If I am, why, why am I getting upset? Why am, I getting, why am I getting a little offset here? Why am I being bothered if I died in Christ? Why is this adversity getting me? This adversity should not stop me at all. It should be something I see. I either I walk through it or I don't walk through it. Well, I know in Christ I'm going to walk through it no matter what it is. So I've got to get to the place of, of not allowing it to pull me down and not allowing it to... Because what it does, it shows me, are you standing? Are you trusting? Are you at that place of understanding? Are you there? Are you there in your weakness? Are you there? What are you there? What's, what's going on? Why is this bothering you so much? Well, because I'm not really trusting you, Father. I'm not really at that place of knowing you got this. I did all I can do, so now I, I'm trusting in you and I'm allowing you to have it. In, in Acts, at the end of Acts, 26, 27 and all through there, we all know the story. Paul, Paul, the Jewish community comes against Paul real heavy to the place that they, they pass their problem onto the authorities. Well, the authorities then got on Paul and he had to fight with them and talk with them and discuss and all that. And in the midst of it, he said, I just want to see the king. I want to see Caesar in this and he'll solve the whole problem. Well, because of that, he had to go to Rome. So you all know the story. So he was put on a boat with the guard to go to Rome. Well, in the midst of that, they, he said, you know, really, they sailed a little ways, and, and he said, really, we really shouldn't be going. The weather is not going to be, I, I perceive this is not going to be good. He was following the leading of the Holy Spirit. And we know the story. So he, they got in the boat, and then it got so bad that they had to take the ropes and wrap around the boat from being it tore apart. They was throwing their food off. They was throwing their tackle off. And the conditions were horrible. They was at sea for weeks and weeks and weeks, and it was horrible. But God. You think that wasn't adversity? But God. And then they seen land, and they thought they would run the boat. They thought they'd run the boat right into the sandbar. Well, it hit rocks before it got there, and the boat was breaking apart. Well, then the guard was going to kill all the prisoners so they wouldn't escape. This is all adversity. This is all problems in Paul's life, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. This is going on. So the order was, the guard obviously had favor. 
he had, Paul had favor with the guard, and the guard said, okay, everybody just, who can swim? I got tickled, all these people on the boat, and they say, who, whoever can swim, swim to shore, and whoever can't, get on lumber and, and broken up pieces. Could you imagine being on a boat out in the ocean and not being able to swim? Not. I, I'm not one that wants to go out there, and I can swim. So they, anyway, so they all jumped off, and they all made it to shore. Everything's, everything's looking better, but there's another adversity coming up. The people built them a big bonfire so they'd all warm up and dry out, and in the midst of that, Paul reached down and grabbed some wood, and when he did, he got bit by a viper, and they all seen it and said, he must have been a murderer, he's going to die. That's adversity. But listen to what Paul did. It said he just shook off the viper and went on with his business. And then they recognized, now wait a minute, what's going on here? See, Paul, Paul had already been through enough in his life that he had come to the place where, oh, come on. God's already told me I'm going to Rome. I'm going to get there, so this is not going to bother me one bit. That's where his, he was trusting God because God had told him. God told him it was going to be, it was going to be bad. There's, this is not good, he told the captain. This is not good. We're going, but we're going anyway, obviously. Well, in the midst of that, then he had favor with the main person on the island. And then that person's father, that person's father was dying and Paul prayed for him and he got healed. I thought it was interesting in that story. He got healed and then the people seen that. And then they were so excited, every, it says everybody on the island that was sick or diseased come to Paul and they got healed. We don't know what you're going through is not for a reason and a purpose. It's like, I, I, I know I bring up Chris a lot, but it, it, he's part of my life. And he now, he, tonight, he had, he had six people he met with today, and one of them... Uh, one of them was a young man that was 20 years old and been in prison since he was 11. Well, he got born again, and now he's getting his life turned around. He had a, he had a uh, not Amish, what's the other set of people? Amish, somebody help. Mennonites. He's got a, he had a Mennonite he was meeting tonight uh, that he said he's already met with him once before, and he said the, the guy is, is understanding that we shouldn't be under law, just love Jesus. I don't know, Chris don't know, we don't know that this adversity that we're going through is for one person. See, we, we don't know our lives. We've got to be at the place no matter what is going. I can't imagine, I, I've thought about this so much, I can't imagine these disciples that traveled with Jesus and history tells us what's happened to all of them. They all got killed. I can't imagine how you would have to know that you know that you know, no matter what you're going through. I think Paul, they hung him upside down, didn't they? And he died. I think that's what history says. But the list goes on and on of, of what they went through for what they believed. But look at, what they, look at what they're still doing. Look at what they're still doing because of. I mean, look at what they're still doing. They had adversity all the time, but they come to the place of understanding. Paul knew 
on this boat, on this ship. Paul knew on this ship that he was going to get to Rome. He couldn't figure out at the time how he was going to get there. And then when he... Then when he went through the boat wreck and then he got thrown off the boat and they all had to swim to shore and all that went on. But yet in the end, he got to Rome and he got to talk to everybody that he got to talk to. Actually lived in his own rented house as a prisoner for two years, reaching out and touching hearts and lives. He knew his, his destiny, but he didn't let the adversity stop him. And I'm just challenging you tonight. When you've got a direction in your life, I don't care if it's to get a new job. I don't care if it's to get a new place. I don't care if it's, it's to work in the ministry here. I don't care what it is. If you know and, and you've got peace that God's got assignment for you, don't you let adversity hold you back. Because he, the enemy will come every way he can. I, I think about your young boy. All he went through with his diaphragm situation. How many times have you guys have been knocked down and knocked down? But we don't give up. We just kept going. We just kept going. Now his health is getting better. He's doing better. Now, will that be the end of it? I don't know. God knows. If something else comes up, we got a way. Did I cause this? If I did, I need to make adjustments. Because we, we know the definition for insanity, doing the same thing over and over. So first place you got to come is back here. What, am I doing anything that's causing my consequences? Because we have choices, but we don't know the consequences. So we come back and we check ourselves. And if, if, every, if we feel like in our, in our gut, if we, feel, if we have peace, I, I'm okay. Then you say, okay, Lord, now you walk me through this. I trust in you. I'm not going to lose sleep over this. I'm going to go to bed at night. And I'm going to get a good night's rest. And we're just going to fight it tomorrow. I'm going to get up. I'm going to love you, love people, and go to bed. I'm going to get up, love you, love people, and go to bed. I don't care if it takes years. We've got to be at that place of just trusting him. Out in the middle of that ocean, I cannot even fathom. I, I, I guess I've got a fear of that. Out in the middle of that ocean, and the boat's falling apart, and, and saying, okay, God, I trust you anyway. I trust you anyway. This don't look good. I trust you anyway. It, it said in the scriptures that the nights got so dark they couldn't see anything. It was the storm was so bad. Uh, I trust you anyway. And in this, folks, every adversity for everybody, no matter how small it may seem to you, is just as devastating to them as anything you, you've went through. So be real careful with that. Be compassionate toward people who are going through the adversity and encourage them with scripture. Encourage them that you'll pray for them. And don't just say it, do it. And give them encouragement. And if you've went through something similar, then you have more to offer to them because you can really say, I know what you feel. I, I, I'm so sorry for taking care of people in the ministry that lost loved ones, their wife, and their wife or their husband. Because until you go through it, like I just went through it, you, you don't have a clue. So when you say, I know how you feel, make sure you know how they feel. And that'll help them. And that'll help them. Get, see, God, God uses people. That's why we have a church. God uses friends and family. That's why when, when people aren't here, uh, they can't be a part of the growth and they can't be a part of helping. They can't be a part of what God wants the church to be. Everybody here, everybody that's here tonight's here for a reason. Everybody here's got something to give to somebody else. But see, we can't walk through this by ourselves. 
God's there, yes, and when we're weak, he's strong. But yet, he might want to use you. He might want to use you to say something or just, just to have the proper look, like it's going to be okay, you're going to make it. And we follow Jesus. But you've got to come to that place in your life where, like Paul, you just trusted. And you know, that I'm going to get to that destiny. So when adversity comes, and I promise you it will. If you've never had adversity, it's coming. If you've had a little bit, it's still going to be more. As long as you're on this earth, you're going to have tribulation, which is adversity. Always, always check this guy. Make sure you're all right. Make sure you've not made the mistake that caused it to come in. Make sure you can fix that. Always come to that place where you examine yourself. Always recognize that it'll show your weakness. Adversity always shows your weakness. And then it'll show you your foundation. And, and make sure you get back on your foundation. And make sure you're at that place where you come to the place of saying, Okay, God, I can't get through this. No matter how big or small it is. I can't do this myself. I need you so I can walk through. You know, I'm reading, I'm reading a really good book now about the character of God. And this, this author is explaining that when we're at the lowest point in our, point in our life, in adversity or even in, in we fell off into sin, guess who is there in the tightest he ever is? That's Jesus. He's got so much compassion for us, so much love for us, that he's not going to run away when we're making mistakes. He's not going to run away when we're at our lowest. That's when he's going to be the tightest with us and speak the clearest and help us through. But until you get to where you trust him, he can speak and speak and speak and you'll not hear him. You've got to come to the place in your life, no matter if you slip and you make a mistake and you're off into something you shouldn't be doing and you did something you shouldn't, We've got to say, okay, God, I need your grace. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for pulling me out of this mess. Repent of, repent of what you're doing or doing, or even if you didn't do something. Come to that place of recognizing he never, 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 never. I, I've got a better revelation now than I ever had. He never, never, never leaves you. At my lowest point in my life, guess who was tighter with me than any time before? He's not walking beside me on the beach, folks. He's with me always. He's carrying me all the time. And that's the, way, that's the way we've got to get, we've got to recognize that he's with us. We've got, we've got to remind ourselves to stay in Christ. Because the Bible says that as I abide in him, he abides in me. And he's got me all the time. Father, we thank you. There's, we know that as we live on this earth, as we're passing through, as we're ambassadors for you, we want to act and react like you would act, Jesus. We know you never leave us. We know you're always with us. So, Father, as we walk through and have, it, have, have the wars we come against, the adversities that come into our lives, into our families, thank you that we're going to look at them knowing we can't get through them without you. But coming to that place of trusting in you and looking at it with, with an attitude that you'll get me through this, and I thank you for it. We trust in you, Father, and we thank you for everything that's going on in our lives, the good, the bad, and the ugly, Father. We thank you for it, and we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Call you blessed. You've got a few minutes to visit before the kids come out. Need prayer for anything, we'll be up front.